So I'm like, if it works for you, there's got to be something to this. I'm a hot mess. That's why I serve Jesus. You don't have to look that far. When we're not living authentically, it causes our glass to be tinted. <clears throat> Quiet, guys. That was that was live. This is live. Yeah, it sure is. <laughs> uh, thank you for tuning in to TGIFJ. Thank God I follow Jesus with your host, Mike, and C. Joanne Martinez, pastor of Soaring Diamonds. We are here to encourage you, inspire you, and challenge you to deepen your walk with Christ and anchor your faith in the rock, the hope of our salvation. Last week, we were speaking about authentic Christianity meets transparency, which that title kind of came while we were live which it was a nice title. I think it was pretty nice because you began to go over the definitions of authenticity. um, Transparency. And transparency versus being like a foggy glass. You know know how in the bathroom you put those glasses that have the fog on it so you can't see through? Uh And then, so a lot of times when we were talking about transparency, we were saying that it's a clear, you'll be able to see the clearly right through it for the light that's behind it. And if we are the glass and if we are transparent, then you're supposed to see right through us. But when we're not living authentically, it causes our glass to be tinted, let's say. And when you're transparent, you can see the image that's behind you Mm -hmm. or inside you. Perfectly. You want to see it. Perfectly. And so that and we're called to be authentic. We're called to be completely transparent where people are not seeing us. They are seeing um, the God in us, the, the life that we're called to, and the work of the Holy Spirit, just Jesus living in and through us. And we look out, we look through the entire Bible, Old Testament, New Testament, and there's plenty of people who were completely um, transparent for the Lord to work through. Maybe there were times they weren't transparent. Sure. But when the, when the Lord wanted to move, they allowed the Lord to move within them. And so that's how we want to be, but not just when he wants to move. We just want the Lord to be visible within us, period, in, in every part of our lives, every part in every time in every scenario. And I always, it always reminds me of when I first came to Christ is because of the way you and Felix lived your life. I said, it works for you guys. I know you guys in public. I know you guys in private. So I'm like, if it works for you. There's got to be something to this. Yeah, boo-hoo-hoo. <laughs> but it, it's, a, it's an awesome, awesome testimony to, to the fact that the way you live your life will allow people to come to Christ. Amen. It will give other people the opportunity to come to Christ, even if you never have the opportunity to speak with them. And it's funny that you say that because I think like there's two sides to that coin. A lot of times people might see you know, authentic Christians, and they can't even imagine that being a thing. So they're looking for the imperfections in your life. But I say all the time, you know, you're ready. I'm a hot mess. That's why I serve Jesus. You don't have to look that far. Yep. But we have to realize that our perfection, our authenticity is in him because he's the authentic one and he's the one that comes to live, rule, and reside within us. Right. And I think that that's so monumentally important. I mean, because if we can't live lives that reflect Christ, then what are we doing? And even, you know, in your being transparent, sometimes what you're in essence reflecting or portraying is your imperfections. But 
I think that that's so powerful for a person that's trying to, you know, come to a life of knowing Christ, that they can see that it's okay not to be perfect yet. But Jesus in us, us surrendering to him totally and wholeheartedly is going to cause all those wrinkles to start to become smooth. Yeah. And that's why, that's why I think it's so important. Like if we're really about the father's will and seeing the kingdom of God established and grow, we have to be transparent. We have to allow people to see that, you know, it's not always all good. But in spite of it not being all good, Jesus is still Lord. Yeah. One thing I nothing to do with the other. Jesus died. Allowing your faith to stand on that. Yes. Jesus is the one, the one that died. He's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, and he will never change. And we are um, striving to meet that perfection, to meet, because we're yet to get there. Well, I like when he says, be perfect. I am perfect or be be perfect because Christ is perfect. Our job is to be perfect. And when he talks about perfection, he doesn't mean without never messing up. Without he, fault or sin. He He's talking about maturity. He's talking about you dying and right. let the perfect one have his perfect way in you. So, And that's beautiful because it, it reveals to us that our perfection is not to be perfect but it's to allow God to mature us in every situation. And that in itself is, is a journey. It's just like teaching your children how to walk. When they're learning how to walk, it's not that they're never going to fall. It's just that we're maturing your ability to walk. And as you get better, as you get better, you will fall less. And our life in Christ is not to say, let's focus on my falling. Our life in Christ is to repent and then, okay, go back to allowing the Lord to mature you and, and just realize what I said, allowing the Lord to mature you, allowing him to do his work that will bring growth in you. Just like, just like our body, when we're practicing something, for instance, like we just said, walking, your body will normally just begin to get stronger and stronger. You're, you're allowing your legs to grow the muscle. You're allowing your feet to learn how to balance you. You're allowing your hands to see what it needs to do to balance you. So you're you're automatically allowing your body parts to to do what it's what it needs to do to perfect your walking ability. And it's the same thing in the life in our life with Christ. We're just we're walking and we're allowing his spirit to move anything that we need that we may be perfected within him that we may mature through his Holy Spirit and through him pouring his love within us. And I think that's that's so important for us to get to that place of authenticity in Christ and transparency in Christ because it's acknowledging and, and conveying the fact that I'm just like you. We're the same. Yeah. We're both in need of a savior. We're both in need of maturing in that perfection or in that holiness. And also remembering that it is him that does the work in us. And I think that that's where the challenge happens because I think it's hard for people to imagine that we have to allow the spirit of God to perfect us. Yeah. And he do, he does that. He does that. He be doing that. He does that 
as we surrender our life to him. And a lot of times we wonder, wait, surrender? How you surrender your life how? to somebody that you can't see? Like, how do you even do that? I mean, that was one of the biggest, when I first came to Christ, I just remember, I'm like, like, I'm saying I'm surrendered. Like, I'm saying I'm giving you everything. Like, how do I give I you? I am, I Yeah, like, I'm already doing, like, how do I give you more? How do I give you more? And it's just, you live in obedience. Yeah, and obedience. Like, a lot of times we say, well, you know, we look at scriptures. I do this, I do this, I do that. But le- living in obedience means that I'm acknowledging and I'm going to be so redundant, but I have to acknowledge that it's not me, it's him. And we have to be willing to hurt. It's going to be uncomfortable. For example, and I know this is a quick um, testimony to what I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm about to say. It's acknowledging that I have to die to my own desires, my own will, my own way, yeah. so that the Lord can have his way. And I know, for example, me, I'm, I've always been the time type that because I come from, you know, an experience of domestic violence, once I got out of that, my mindset was I will never, ever let anybody use me for a doormat. So then it's like you go from one extreme to another. Yeah. So the minute my I, I started walking, like whenever you say something, as soon as somebody says something, rah, I'm coming crazy. I, I'm coming all sideways. Yeah. And then I had to learn that dying to myself and allowing him to be the one that lives to me, I have to be able to say, okay, they're not talking about you, but they're talking about the Christ in you. So in this instance, you have to shut your mouth. And it was hard. And I always remember that what the Lord started doing to me, if somebody will come at me or be insulting or whatever, I will be like, because I, like, I will go blank. Like, it's not that Joanne didn't want to. I remember that time. Remember? Yeah, I remember I just that will time. be like. And I'll be looking at you like, yo, they're coming crazy. You going to let that slide? <laughs> yo. But that's that's what I mean by surrendering to the Holy Spirit. It was, a wor- it was literally a work the Lord was doing. It's just like, I want to come back crazy, but I'm blank. Like, I don't even know what to say. And I'm just looking like, yo, you want me, you want me to get them for you? Because <laughs> they coming <laughs> crazy. And it's, I remember that initially. I just was like, initially it was frustrating. Like, yeah. what's wrong with you? Don't let me slap yourself upside your head. Yeah. And then I realized, okay, Holy Spirit, you're teaching me that it's going to be okay if you have nothing to say. And and when you're allowing the Holy Spirit to do that through you, or he's shutting your mouth anyway, mm-hmm. you learn that your identity is in him. All that you are is in him. And there's nothing or anyone that can change who he is in you. So wait, you're telling me that, did you know that was happening in the beginning? Or was it, you was kind of caught by surprise, This like the Lord was moving in that way. But at first, did you or did you not recognize that work that he was doing? Did not. So, so, so you can be, so the work, so the Lord can be doing something in you and you're seeing that there's a change happening but you don't even re- recognize the growth that's occurring. Yeah, because you you still, even though he's working something out, yeah. you you still have to get out the way. Okay. And still in my mind, like, why am I blank afterwards? I'm like, what just happened there? But it was so quick. Um, me being able to recognize and notice 
that it was what he was doing, it was quick. How? How did that? How did you begin to recognize? Because that I it was, was praying, Lord, okay. Lord, I don't want to continue to be like this. I want to be able to reflect you. And I would see others in the kingdom that were so impressive to me. So, so you were praying that you will stop like coming crazy at people yes, when they will the, come crazy at you. Yes. And so he began to do this work. And although you didn't recognize it in the beginning, he reminded you like, yo, this is what you was, you was praying yes. that I will work this out in you. So let me work it out in you. Yes, absolutely. Wow. That's. 100%. And, and I've never gone back. And every so often still, I want to say two or three things. And now I could remember, but I think that I've matured to the place that I can say, it ain't about you, sweetie. Shut your pie hole. So you, okay. So let me just, I think this is good because I think this is, this is an idea of growth. Cause I remember like there'll be times that I'll grow and we'll see us changing and we don't recognize it as growth, but we're getting frustrated with what's going on. So you're, so you began to pray, Lord, this doesn't reflect you, but I want to reflect you. He began to do the work in you that you were asking him to fix. And then within your own heart. So he began to do that work. And then you didn't recognize at first that you were doing that work. You just thought you was like, oh, my brain is just going blank. I'm just getting old out here. And then you're like, then he's just like, nah, you still sharp. I'm just not letting you speak. So I'm shutting your mouth. And then now when you recognize, okay, this is the Lord doing his work in me. Then he opened you back up to begin to backlash people. But then you closed your own mouth. Yes. Wow. 100%. So I see how that works. So the Lord began to do the work until you were mature enough to do what he was calling you to do. And and you through through his spirit, absolutely. through through what he has through what he has revealed about himself in you. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And something that you said about when children begin to walk is the same thing. He was he was holding my hand through that. Yeah. Until I was ready to be let go. Okay. Just like with that's, our kids. That's cool. That's you cool. Know? I think that's I think that's a great example. And and it's important for us to realize that he can and will do that which e- with each of us if we are willing to let him do it. And you know, I I realize too that you can try to fight through it, but it's really pointless. And he's so merciful and so graceful that he's like, "Nah, I, I there's going to be all, all blank up in here. And you remember, yeah. I will literally be like. Yeah, I'll be looking at you like, yo, you usually, you usually not letting something like that slide. <laughs> and not that you're disrespecting, but you're like, you're defending overall, whether you're being disrespectful or not, you're defending yourself. Mm-hmm. And he's saying, I will defend you. I will be your defender. Yes. And this is how faith, this is how our faith in him grows. So I, I want to take this moment to just encourage the listener that if you're going, that was that was one of my challenges. And if you know me, anybody that knows me yeah. knows that I'll come for somebody quick. Like, but then when Jesus gets to working in you because you desire, this is important too. I was like this for a long time, and for a long time I thought it was okay. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like I do. You ain't nobody. I'm human, right? Yes, you know the saying. Mm-hmm. I'm only human. No. Ain't nobody. I didn't even play the I'm human one, though, like many people do. Right. I just simply was. This ain't, I've been, we ain't doing this. Nah, Not I've today. been beat up, and nobody's doing that again. But it's so much more empowering, and it helps you um, embrace your identity even more to recognize that 
what I used to be, that didn't work. Yeah. But when I let him, he does something different. And that's just so, oh my God, it just gives me so, oh. It's nice. It's nice yeah, after like, it's happening. Sometimes not so much while it's happening. No, no, no. But no. this is what we can anchor to, that yes. this is the process of becoming more like him. And don't get it twisted. I, I'm still, I got a bunch of edges that need some yeah, Will's at, Will's at the football game yesterday. Yeah, you feel me? <laughs> now, I mean, don't give me the fuck. Will's at the football game. How much we paying them refs? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if we can hear you here. But... Mm-hmm. Also, so when they let go of their parents' hand, it's some may be at five months, some may be at nine months, some may be a year. So that has, you know, that weighs in in our maturity and growth yes. for sure. So, so we have to be patient with ourselves, and we have to be patient with our brothers and sisters in the Lord, right? Because, like she said, we don't all grow at the same pace. But it's because all of our maturity is in a different place. But that's not because of Jesus. But that's what I wanted to make clear is that when the growth, when the maturing, the maturing process began for that particular thing in your life, you didn't recognize it at first. Right. And I remember like when the Lord would be working on something within my heart, I would be like so frustrated. Like what, what is happening? Like it's either I can't remember something, or I don't know something, or I feel like um, just things are falling apart. And I'm, I didn't recognize it at first as the Lord is growing me because you don't know the Lord's growing. Like you just, you never did that. Before. You never did that. You never been there before. And it's just, it's, it's the same thing. Sometimes when you're on the football field with the kids, it's like, we're going to run today. Well, why do I have to run so much? They don't understand. They're not comprehending the simple idea that if you cannot run, you cannot play well, period. Like you cannot, if you can't run. You cannot play well. And so coaches will make them run, but then they'll get upset that they have to run. But then if we didn't allow them, make them run in the practice, then in the game, they'll be upset because they're tired. But a good coach will say, no, you have to run anyway. And God will say, well, this got to get worked out in you. So we're going to work it out anyway. Whether you want to or not, just be available to me. And you, the, the, sometimes the frustrating part is that you don't recognize when he's working it out. Same thing with the, with the example that you gave. They, all kids begin to walk at different ages. All kids begin, it take, takes different times to be able to walk. But we do know that if, that if everything is working properly and in order within the, that kid's body and within their understanding, they will begin to walk. And it's the same thing in, in our life with Christ is that if we're, if we're surrendering and if we're in prayer and if we're asking, the maturity is going, going to come. And not, but the only difference is, is when we're walking as a child, learning to walk, that's dependent on our strength. But when we're working to mature in Christ, that's dependent on his strength. And so that was, that's kind of what brought us to the title today. I didn't want to just name it authentic Christianity meets transparency part two. I'm like, let, well, let's, let's do something a little bit different. And we came up with the, with the title that shocking truth, why self-reliance may be destroying your faith in Christ. And so when we learn how to walk as children, we, re- we rely on ourselves That's and right. we rely on our parents. 
But when we, but we need our own muscles. We do. Our, our parents can't do it for us. But while we are growing in Christ, it's what we do, our work is stepping back, trusting in Jesus and allowing him to work it out in us. How? How do you trust in Jesus? When it begins to happen, you said one very, very important thing. You were in prayer. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. But additionally, a lot of times we pray about something and it's almost like this can't even happen. You know what I'm saying? So you're praying in unbelief? Yes. Ouch. Because notice, I, I'm praying about it. And when he's doing it, initially, I'm not even realizing what you're, exactly. You're almost rejecting the work that he is doing. But look at, how, look at how, how merciful he is. Because, again, we're immature in that area. And he takes that into consideration. Yeah. So it's really important. And why are we talking about this specific topic right now? Because it's important for us to understand that what makes us authentic Christians is not doing like we used to do, that we do things on our own strength, like that baby initially did. Right. But that we acknowledge and recognize that what makes us authentic is the authentic one that lives, rules, and resides within us. Yeah. And that's where the difference is. Yeah. And I think that this conversation is not had enough. Um, and I think a lot of people don't even understand really to the depth that our reliance for success in the things of the spirit, in the kingdom of God, are reliant upon him. And we still want to um, hold on to, no, nah, but I do it this way. No, but I think it's this. Now, nah, but the Lord knows. Yeah, yeah. Excuses. Yes. The reality is that, what's your favorite scripture? We must take up our cross. Deny ourselves. Deny ourselves and follow him. Yeah. What is it that his word says about this right here? Yep. And a lot of times, and I could be the first to admit, a lot of times I don't want to do it like that. Somebody hurt me. You've been wrong. You swear up and down the street that you're right. You're still insulting. You're still this, that, and the third. And I'm supposed to forgive you? Yes. That's what Jesus said. It don't matter what you did or didn't do. The fact of the matter is that because Jesus lives in me and I want to see you have eternity with the Father, I'm going to have to be the one that submits to the Lord so that you in turn might see a change in me to cause a change in you. Well, I think you just said something very important there which is you took the focus off of yourself. I, a lot of times, well, from what I see, a lot of times people do not take, remove the focus from themselves. Their whole life in Christ is just trying not to sin. But wow. that's not our life. Our life is to bring glory to our Father in heaven. Like that's literally, our life is to bring glory to God. Amen. Like that's literally what we're here for. And we don't do that just by not sinning. We do that by being an example and speaking and praising him and declaring his goodness to the world. Amen. Like literally, that's what we do. So you, you just said, I have to die to myself that I might be an example for you. A lot of times since we think everything is wrapped around us and we get into this, this, this self-centered thing, which is we're put bringing Jesus into our lives. Like that's not what we're doing. We're not bringing Jesus into our lives. We're entering literally into his kingdom 
and allowing him to move and reign and live through us. Like, he has an idea, he has a will, he has a thought process for everything that's going on on earth. And then he's like, I want to do something in South Jersey today, but I need somebody to do it through. Like, I want to do it through somebody because that's, that's like, that's what he desires. That's how he made this world. He, he put Adam here and he said, have dominion over the world. Like, that's... Go do my thing. Right. Go, go do, go reveal me to the world. And so he still has that same desire to reveal himself through us by us being wise, us being obedient, us submitting. And so I think you made a very important distinction that life in Christ, authentic life in Christ is not revealed around, is not based around me, is based on, is based on what he wants to do through you for those people who are lost in the sauce. (laughs) I like that. Lost in the sauce. Um, I want to I wanna say hi to a couple of people. Um, Melvin Lopez is watching. I'm not sure if it's my cousin or my uncle, but welcome. I, listen, even with these glasses, I can't see that picture. But hey, Su- Susan is on. Wow. That is so interesting. Susan is the one that I told you today that I'm going to reach out to her because she knows some things that I need. Um, Amen. Yanni, what's up? I saw something that Yanni put around here. She said she got a new T-shirt. Yep. Sit down, be quiet. Let me work. God, oh, I'm getting that. I'm definitely getting that one. Hey, Alexis. That's cuz. Um, hey, Days. I see her. Yo, Jonathan, what's up? Yo, Ty. Yeah. Okay. And she put, uh, Yanni also put, retaliation is proof of one's inability to die to self and completely rely on God. That is retaliation. Like, if you are you so busy on retaliating, if you're so busy at coming at somebody's neck, you can't even focus on what God has for you because you're not, de- you're not dead to yourself. You're focused on you still. And because you're focused on you, like, in those situations, like, when you wanted to come at somebody, he shut you up, and then you were blank. But now he shuts you, he, now he shuts you up, you shut yourself up, actually, and then he's able to reveal something to you mm-hmm. for that person in love and mercy and grace, just, just the way Jesus would have done it. There's somebody on here called Tom Higby. Do I know who Tom Higby is? Yes, he's one of the coaches with me. Hey, coach. <laughs> <laughs> you got to show me who it is. I don't, I don't, there's so many coaches. I don't know who is who anymore, but it's, it's, it's so empowering to know that even in our weaknesses, like literally, you know that song, it's an old school song, but the scripture is in him, in my weakness, he is strong, like literally. Mm-hmm. And when we recognize that in reality, see, we grow up thinking how strong we are and all the things that I can do. I mean, we're taught to think that way. Right? Yeah. But when we come to Christ, the reality is that when we realize our weakness, then he can reveal himself through us. Amen. Because the re- I say this to you guys all the time. God is the God of the impossible. Yeah. While you have an ability to make that thing happen, he ain't in it. When you get to the end of you and you're, I don't know, you at the end of the rope, there's nowhere else to go. If he don't show up, it's not going to happen. When we get to the understanding that that's the God that we serve. When we recognize, you know what? I don't have the answer, Sway. Yeah. Then he can show up. That's a, That was a sidebar. Sorry, y'all. 
No, that's, so that's really that's really not a sidebar. That's like really on top right? of Right. So point. it's important that we recognize that we realize that everything that we are, our strength, our abilities, they're all in him because we tried it already. And the earlier we recognize like what you're saying is that it's not dependent on me, the faster we can just put our trust in the Lord. Because sometimes we think we're putting our trust in the Lord, but we're not because we're, we still think we have an answer sway. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then we're we're just we're focused on what we want, what we desire, and then we're thinking we're trusting in the Lord because we know something that he has done, but we haven't been convinced that he can do it also for us. Absolutely. And that's the thing. And you know something that and and this is just, you know, us growing together. The word says that um iron sharpens iron. iron. Yep. But the reality of it is that the quicker that we can realize that he wants to work out those kinks in our lives, the easier it is for us to mature and graduate past that. Yeah. A lot of times we fight the whole way. And while we're fighting, what we're saying is, I have to continue to do this because I'm not learning. Right. It's just like with our kids. What I used to do to y'all. Okay, go go clean those dishes. Most moms... They go to the sink, the dishes are not clean properly, and they're like, hey, vete vaya. I'll do it. Just go. I'll, I'll just do it yeah. myself. What get did out, I use? Get to out do? of my face. Go right back to the sink. And go do it again. Yeah, you're you going to get this. Right. You could have did it once, but now you want to do it two times. Yeah. So with y'all, when I ask y'all to do something, y'all got it right the first time because you knew. We're going to go back and do it again. I'm not playing that. And it's the same thing with us and the Lord. Get out of the way. Yeah. Joe, get out the way. Mike, get out the way. Let me do it. All right, Lord. And the reason is because the life that he wants to live through us. I, I, I don't know. Maybe I keep saying that, but he wants to do something through you. And he can't do it through you if you're stopping him. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I got to mature you. I want to keep working in you. I want to keep working through you. But if you're not going to allow me, then how can we live the, how can you live the life I've called you to? So this is why he disciplines us. This is why he works through us. This is why this is why he continues to expect us to understand that it's not about me, that it's about you. And so the 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 more we surrender to him, the, he can just go through the. Hi, right, they're getting it. They're getting it. Now I can move through. Now I can move through. So we're really robbing ourselves if we don't deny ourselves. If we if we want to live in Christ. We are robbing ourselves of the life he has called us to because we're deciding not to deny ourselves because we are all actually deciding not to allow him to work through us. Absolutely. And, and you're saying that, and I'm thinking about our kids. Yeah. A lot of times, this is what the Lord does with us. He disciplines us. And the word teaches us that a parent that loves his child disciplines, disciplines. his child. Yep. Why? Because if you don't teach him early, I remember my old pastor used to say, if you don't discipline your children now, the police will discipline them later. Somebody, but they're going to get disciplined. Somebody's going to fix them, and they're not going to be used to being fixed. So now we're setting them up for failure. Yeah. So we have to understand that although we're adults, we're his children. Do you think the Lord set us up for failure? He doesn't. I, I, this is me. Yeah. According to the word. We do such a good time, a good a good job at messing things up. He don't even have to go there. For what? He tells us to do it. The minute that we don't do it, what happens? We went down the wrong street. Right. 
What happens when you go down the wrong street? Some some cars going to crack you. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people think that God goes around, I'm going to punish you. I'm going to punish you. I'm going to punish you. Jesus already died, Mike. So he's faithful to discipline you. Yes. And he's faithful to complete what he has started. 100%. But we have to be faithful in allowing him to do so. Just 100%. remaining on the train, basically. Is this your charger? Yeah, I took it out oh, for a little sorry. bit. Sorry. Yeah, that was a quick sidebar. Go ahead, Dave. When you say we're robbing ourselves, we're not just robbing ourselves, we're robbing others. Because we're supposed to be speaking out to others and sharing him through us that if we're not allowing him in ourselves, then we're not allowing him to be in others that we're supposed to be touching. Wow. So she said, of, I don't know if you guys can hear us. So I'm just going to kind of like Maybe next, maybe next time I'll get on, but not today. So <laughs> I'll just kind of repeat what she said. She said, if we... If we are robbing ourselves, then we're not only, if we're robbing ourselves of denying ourselves and allowing him to live through us, we are also robbing the people that we are called to because we're supposed to reflect God and the people that who will receive him in the life that he has called us to touch, we will rob him of his glory when they don't get to see the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Definitely. And as we begin to switch to the um, next topic, um, hey, um, Des. Hi, girl. Um, she's watching from Maze Landing, like she's so far. Um, so okay, Daisy, they they do they can't hear you. Yanni said they they can't hear you. Okay. And as we as we continue this topic, because I think this is a really empowering topic. It could be very challenging to recognize and to acknowledge that it ain't about you. And we're not surrendered. Yeah. It could be challenging to to learn that actually I'm not surrendering to the Lord. Yes. It, no, it, it's not. It can be challenging. If a person is not surrendered to the Lord, it's challenging. Yeah. Because that means I have to give up my own will. Especially when you have been living as a Christian. Definitely. It's even more challenging because it's like, yo, I thought I was doing this the whole time. And the thing is, and this is something I was thinking about earlier when I was teaching that um, a lot of times we think that I will, we got the way to serve the Lord. I know the way, but the word says that Jesus is the way right. and only he knows his way. So in order for him, like, for example, let me put it like this. I always say this. If you're trying to get to know somebody, who do you go to? You don't go to their mother, to their brother, to their best friend. If you really want to get to know somebody, you need to go to the person. Yeah. And it's the same thing with the Lord. How much time do you spend in his word? How much time do you spend in the secret place? Because if you're not spending time with somebody one-on-one, -on -one, and if you're not um, speaking to them, communicating with them, if you're not in the word, then what are you getting to know about them? Yeah. And I was just talking talking about this to somebody. A lot of times we think that I, I know the way. But no, it's like you can't love me however you want. Right. You have to love me the way I want to be loved. And it's the same thing with the Lord. And if we don't go to his word... How are you going to know who he really is? You're not going to. Not who somebody told you he was, not your perception, not your interpretation, not your opinion, not your personal facts, but what does his word say? Yeah. Because if you want to know who he is, you need to go to him directly. It's like when David asked for the strength from the Lord, he said, let your word strengthen me, mm -hmm. your word. So if we don't go to the word of God, how can we be strengthened? A hundred percent. How can we search out his love if we don't even know what he's saying? You Definitely. Um, let's go on. So so even with that the idea of continuing on the topic that it's not us as him, 
how we come to him, how we have come to him, how he has, how he has grafted us in to himself was a promise that it shows that it was not a part of our work. At all. When he first said to Abraham, a lot of people don't know like covenants. A lot of people don't know the promises. So we're going to go real, really quick over God's promises through Abraham to all the nations. And that's where? That's in, you can see that in Genesis 12. Way back, yo, way, way, way back. back. He pulls, he remembers the Gentiles by pulling Abraham out so of. The, we will be the Gentiles. We right? will be the Gentiles. And this, the promise started with Abraham, which right. was, he, there was no house of Israel yet. So right. it starts with him. Just a random guy he pulls out because God chose him. God decided to choose him. And he says, through you, all the nations, all the families of the world will be blessed by one seed. Not through many seeds, not through, mul not, not through multiple seeds, but one seed. And this seed we know as Jesus Christ. Jesus is the seed. All the nations will be blessed, right? So he says uh, in Galatians 3, 26 to 29, it says, For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ, there is neither Jew or Greek, neither, neither slave nor free, there is neither male or female. You are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are, if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So God brought this promise and he said, I'm going to make a nation, which is the house of Israel. And then he's like, through this house, everyone's going to be blessed. This, the promise is going to come through you guys. But then what happens is they kept messing up this. They kept messing up. And does he, does he, reject israel now absolutely, absolutely not. not what he says is what i'm gonna do now which we could read in romans 11 he says, i'm gonna count everybody to sin everybody as unrighteous that i may accept everyone now everybody's a sinner everybody everybody the house of israel done messed up the gentiles already, already been jacked up. up so now i'm all everybody everyone is pushed to the side i'm gonna send my son and he's gonna create he's gonna bring you all back to me mm -hmm. And now he's saying, I'm grafting you. I'm bringing you into this family. In other words, there's one tree and it's Christ. There's one tree. It's our father in heaven. There's one tree only. And we get placed into the tree. At, we're wild. We're, we're wild olive branches somewhere else. And he takes us and grafts us into the tree. And does he, he sometimes cuts off some that others may come in. But if he cut them off originally, will he not also cut you off? He's saying, in a, in a and then he's saying, why? I brought you guys in that they may get jealous and come back to me. So he's saying, you're not replacing anybody. I'm just bringing you into the promise. That's a really important point that you just said, because there's some crazy theology going around. It's really important that we understand that God does not reject Israel. Nope. But he grasps the Gentiles into the tree. The rest of the world. Yes. And we that get, tree is we get, Jesus. we get placed into the promise. Now, now we, we have a place in the promise. Yes. Yes. So right off the jump, as we were talking about earlier, we don't rely on our strength. When we came to Christ, it was not because of our own strength. It was not because of anything that we have done. Nothing. It was simply because Jesus has completed a work. And then he says, I will put my spirit in you. And this is how he confirms that we receive the promise is that we receive his spirit. And he gave us a new heart. He gives us a brand new heart. And we can read that um, in Ezekiel 36, 
26 or Jeremiah 31, 33, he says, and I will give you a new heart and a new spirit and I will put within you and I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. And Jeremiah 31, 33 says, for this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my law within them and I will write, write it on their hearts and it will, and I will be their God and they shall be my people. Now, I want to go back to Ezekiel eleven nineteen. Listen, listen to this. I love to read the Amplified yeah. because it always gives you a little extra. Mm. A little. Um. It says, and I will give them one heart, a new heart. When we come to Christ, we get a new heart. All right. And it says, and put a new spirit within them. So now Jesus gives us his spirit. I will take from them the heart of stone, that heart that was unable to serve Jesus. And I will give them a heart of flesh, a heart that is responsive to my touch. That's crazy. Responsive mm -hmm. to my touch. What? So now because of the promise that will be grafted in because of what Jesus did on the cross, he'll give us a new heart. And that heart is going to cause us to be responsive to the touch of God. Wow. So again, there you go. There you go again. What makes us authentic in Christ has nothing to do with us. Yeah. What makes us transparent is to acknowledge that we had a heart of stone. How many times do we try to minister so to someone and no matter what you say, it's like you're talking to a war because those people have a heart of stone, but God promised. Yeah. That if we set a living testimony, an example of his love, he will give them a heart of flesh and they will be able to respond to his touch. Amen. God is so good and so perfect that even when we don't want to, even when we can't, even when we have, we don't have the ability, he will make it possible. Yeah. Just like he did to me. I want to keep on running my mouth and he shut my mouth up. And that's how it is. It doesn't matter what a person may be going through that they're not receptive to the word of God. God promises if we continue to pour the water, he will definitively give the increase. But we can't get tired the same way he didn't get tired with us. Because for how long did he tug at our hearts? Yeah. And we convinced ourselves, I'm okay. I believe. I'm a good person. I'm nice. I help people. Blah, 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 blah. There is nothing that we can do to make us right with God. Yep. The only thing that we can do is to accept Jesus and make him Lord of our lives. That's what makes us authentic Christians. Amen. That's what makes us transparent, that we acknowledge, that we recognize, that we understand that is nothing that we do and everything that Jesus Christ does in us because we accepted him. He gave us a new heart. He made us responsive to his touch. And now we're open to whatever he wants to do in us. Yep. That was, the, that, was, that was your turn. Oh, sorry. but <laughs> And he's telling us he's going to give us a new heart. And what was coming to mind when you were saying that is our heart is the seat of our emotions. It's the center of us. It's our core. Yes. So yes. he's saying before the law, what the law did was try to um, change, it, it reveal to you God's holiness. And we, we were supposed to uphold that in the things that we did. 
But now Jesus is saying, I took you out of Egypt to, and freed you from Egypt, but now I'm going to free... I'm going to free you from yourself. I'm going to free you from the bondage that it's, that's holding your heart. And so he's saying, I'm, a, I'm not going to work on your heart. I'm going to remove your heart. Yeah, that's no good. I'm going to give you a new heart. I got you. I'm going to give you my spirit. And so the beauty of this is, is that Jesus, he's saying, I'm going to go right to the core of the issue. And I'm going to transform that. And so when you were talking, when you had something to say, that was at the root of you. That's right. That was at the root of you. And so what Jesus came and said, I'm giving you a new heart. I gave you a new heart. That old way of thinking, it has to go. That old way of living, you cannot properly live for me and live by the old way of thinking. You have to let that go. And so since you have to let that go, you acknowledging you have to let that go. Now I can work in that new heart that I'm that you're trying to implement those old ideas into the new heart I, I have given you. And that is unacceptable in the kingdom of heaven. So now what he's saying is, I've given you a new heart. Now, anything that's coming in there, something that you have learned from the past, what I'm going to do is I'm going to block that off and reveal to you that you may continue to come to me. Continue to come to me. Because a lot, a lot of times we don't, we don't realize that we've learned a whole old way of life. Deep rooted beliefs. We hope we learned something that was completely false, completely wrong. And he's like, you cannot be doing that. You cannot be living like that. That's not, that right there doesn't reflect my heart. So now if, if you turn to me and give that to me, I will continue to work on that. Absolutely. Um, Carol Hargrove said, our change in him shows his glory and he will not share wow. his glory. He will not share his glory. He will not. None of it will go to you. So don't even try it. Yeah. So if we're not reflecting him and only him, then he's not in it because he does not share his glory. He did what he did. We did nothing yep. but mess up. He died so that we can be restored back to the father. And, you know, we're talking about authentic Christianity and being transparent. The, the sooner we can embrace the fact that we no longer live, and I know that in the natural mind, that, may, that might be a little bit challenging to understand, but Christ is the one that lives through us now. Yeah. He's the one that lives inside of us now. And the only way that he can truly get the glory is when we move out of the way and allow him to do it. Allow him. And Let him do it. You know, it is, it is challenging. I'm not even going to try to act like, yo, I got it together because we are all a work in progress. We will not be totally perfected until we're with him in glory. But guess what? He's faithful. And the work that he begun in each and every one of us, if we submit to him, if we surrender all to him, if we do what he requires, he will continue to perfect us. And we will begin or we will continue to look more and more and more like him. Yeah, because that's him. how he Reflect is. Reflect him. Um, Oh, she said, that's another shirt. <laughs> oh. Glory. God, mine is one. God, me. one, zero. Uh, <laughs> okay, Yanni, I'm getting that one too. FYI, I'm going to make you some money, girl. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, God is faithful, and it's exciting to know that God is faithful. Even when we fall short, he remains faithful. Even when we're not faithful, he, he remains, remains faithful. Because he cannot deny himself. Exactly. Um, 
You know, and he's not a man to lie or change his mind. And if he said that he will do it, he will do it. But I think that another thing that we forget is that he didn't make robots. Right. People get mad because A, B, O, C, but he didn't make robots. And we live in a world of of, of evil. There's yeah. evil here. Right. Living in a fallen sin. world. Yes. So because of that, sometimes things are not going to go the way we want. But that does not change who God is. At all. So it's important that, you know, as we mature and we grow in the Lord, that we understand that we have one responsibility. To reflect the glory of God. And to respond to his touch. That's it. Mm, that's so beautiful. Yeah, it is. To be able to. I hope you guys caught that. Because he gave us a new heart. Because he gave us a new heart. Because we gave ourselves a new heart. Because he gave us. Because he gave us a new heart. We're able now to respond to his touch. So if you cannot respond to the touch of God. Mm. All I'm going to say is. Maybe we should think about your salvation. Maybe we should think, hey, am I saved? Because I cannot respond to the touch of God. Mm -mm -mm. Look at what Ty said. Um, something that she read, or read and wrote about this week. I will rescue you for my sake. Yes, for my own sake. I will not let my reputation be tarnished. Mm. And I will not share my glory, my glory, my glory, <laughs> right, Spanish my lady. glory with idols. That is powerful. Yes, yes. New heart equals a new. Now that right there, a new heart equals a new response. I say that all the time. If Jesus came to live there, you cannot remain the same. Amen. You cannot. And there's this thing that people say, we all grow at different pace. Yeah, but God is perfect. And it's not reliant on you. Exactly. You're not growing. Just get you. out the way and let him do it. You're not growing you. He is growing you. Yep. And that's the thing, that people don't want to get out of the way of the Lord. Amen. And if you depend on yourself long and too long, you're going to end up sending yourself on a whole totally yeah. different direction. And God is God. There's a requirement. It's like I say all the time. You cannot love me however you want. Some people will abuse people, talk poorly to people, put people down, and then they'll say, but I do that because I love you. No, thank you. I'll pass. And it's the same thing with the Lord. We don't determine or decide how we love him. His word tells us. He lets us know, if you love me, this is what you need to do. Keep my commands. And the great part about his spirit within us is that we have the ability to keep his commands because of his spirit. Because of his spirit. So basically the entire, the entire subject of today's episode was that we cannot do it ourselves. We have, we have no ability to live out the life God has called us to apart from him. So the shocking truth is that when we rely on ourselves, we are discounting and destroying our faith in Christ. We're discounting everything that Jesus has done. Because if he called you to do something, he's saying, I'm going to do it through you. I just need you to put your hands there. If I called you to say something, I'm going to say it through you. I just need you to go there. If I called you to be somewhere, just get there. Our job is to rely on him 100%. The way we love our kids, the way we love our family, the way we work our work, the way we live our life, the way 
the way we drive our car, everything is for the glory of God. There's nothing that we do that is for our glory. And as Ty said here, he will not share his glory with anyone. So our whole job, our entire existence within Christ is not to be better than somebody, is not to do that thing over there, that thing over there. It's to bring glory to our Father in heaven. Now, how he wants to bring glory to himself through you, that's up to him. But we have to be obedient and say, I'm going to listen to what he's saying. I'm going to respond to his touch. I'm going to respond to his words. Yeah, and like Marilyn says, he wants us to be available for his work and his glory. And that's exactly what I was thinking. Thank you. That all we need to do is be a vessel that he can use. Amen. We just need to make ourselves available. Send us, Lord. Yeah. But in order for him to use us, in order for us to be his vessels, vessels that he can use, in order for him to work through us, we need to drop the garbage and let him do his work through us. So, go ahead. Sorry. No, 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 no. So definitely a couple of things that we want to remember is how we live. We are called to love, love, love. Love who? We're called to love God. We're called to love our brother. We're called to love the world. We're called to love, not be a part of the world, but love the world. We're called to love them just as Jesus has loved them. We're called to love. We're called to love our brothers no matter what happens. If he has harmed us and hurt us seven times, you forgive him every time he asks for forgiveness. You forgive. And how, how would they know that we, that we are his disciples? By the love we have one for another. Our job is to love the Lord your God. Our job is to love our brother and our sisters. Our job is to love everyone. Our job is to pray for those who persecute us. Our job is to love the world. And what does that look like? Responding to how the Lord, what the Lord wants to reveal to them. Allow, allow the Lord to reach them through you. Through us. Through us. That's how, we're his that's, how we, that's how we love them. Allowing the Lord to reach them through you. Because he's going to command you something. The basic command, which is, yes, we have to be in our word. We believe as authentic Christians that the word, the word of God is inspired by God and is useful for teaching. It is true and makes us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us what to do right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. So as authentic Christians... We believe that his word is 100% true. So we dive into his word. We be good investigators. We be good detectives. Read through his word and see what he wants to apply to our lives, how he wants to apply the word to our lives. We believe in him. We believe in Jesus. We believe in Christ crucified. We believe that Jesus is the son of God, born of a virgin birth, fully God, fully man, laid down all his divinity, counted it as nothing, and learned obedience through suffering. Those th we cannot compromise that. That's what we believe. We believe that Jesus is the visible image of, of the, invisible. the invisible God. We cannot, we cannot compromise that. And if we believe these things and we come to him and we remain in prayer, he's going to allow us to love, love, love. He's going to teach us how to love. He's going to show us how to love. He's going to reveal to us how to love the world. Remember, love is just not, oh, you're so nice. Uh, you're so cool. That, that's not love because they may not be nice or cool. Okay. Right. We need to be obedient. We need to be kind. 
We need to be long-suffering. We need to be grateful. We need to be honoring. We need to, we need to reveal what God wants to reveal to them. That, that's, that's, a different, that's a difference than just, hey, how are you doing? Like, no, that's not what we're doing here. We're revealing what God wants to reveal to them. Your that will be done. That, that God may receive glory. But like the word says, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So we, as authentic Christians, we got to um, embrace um, living from a perspective of heaven down, not earth up. Because we're supposed to manifest heaven on the earth. Amen. Ty said, um, if, if, if you're not available, step aside. He will find someone else in line. That's right, because mm. he needs to, his will must be done. His will must be done, period. Um, and it's also important to realize that um, we must live in repentance. 100%. Go ahead. Matthew 4.17 says, from that time on, Jesus began to preach. Repent, Repent for the kingdom of heaven has come near. There's, I've been hearing people say like on YouTube, like a lot, like we don't have to live a life of repentance. That's, what? that's absolutely insane. Then how how do you serve Jesus? That's that's the most insane thing I've ever heard. Sorry, that are wrong, and that you should, then you're not even in the Bible because it says turn your face away from that and turn to God. So that's you're literally right. turning away from God and turning your back and your neck to God, and you're turning to that sin. If you that's know right. Turning. Right. So like, it's to turn away. It's to turn away. It's to put your face on the Lord. Like when, and, and this is, this is how we can paint it. I thought that was right on this side. I was walking that way. And now the Lord showed me a new idea. Not that I don't believe in Jesus. I believe in Jesus. But then as I'm believing in Jesus, Jesus says, okay, you can't, you can't do A no more. You got to go B. And then he says, oh, okay. Forgive me, Lord. I'm going to turn away and walk to B now. So repentance is not only forgive me of my sins and be my savior. Now that Lord, not Lord, now that you are my savior, forgive me because the whole time I thought this was right, but now I know that it's not right. So I'm going to turn away. I believe in you. I believe in you, Lord. Okay. I know you believe in me, the Lord's saying, but you still can't do that. You got to turn away from that. And I'm not saying you turning away from that is your salvation. No, I'm just saying because you're, because saved. you're saved, he's calling you to turn away from that because that does not benefit you within the kingdom of heaven no more. So turn away. It does not bring him glory. So turn away. So we have to live a life of repentance. As Jesus said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's here. It's now. Where's the kingdom? It is in your midst. Don't look there. Don't look there. The kingdom of heaven is within you. It's here. Amen. So we have to live repentant. No, no, go. Y'all in and I am. Um, if you're not repenting, then you're not available for what God is trying to do in your life. A hundred and right. central. Of your if you're not repentant, then you can't live submitted to God. You can't live submitted in obedience to the Spirit of God. Excellent. Because the, the Spirit of God is going to show you a different way from what you know. Um Romans 8 7 says, For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God. For it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. So it's important that we realize that if we've surrendered our lives to the Lord, then our mind is no longer set on the things of the flesh because the things of the flesh 
are hostile or enemies of God. Mm. And it's just like, again, it brings me back to when you were, when you had something to say, he's saying that way of living is hostile to me. Not that you're not a believer, but you had a repentant heart. You were saying, I I don't want to live like, I don't want to live just throwing words out there because it's not bringing you glory. And he said, okay, now I can work with that. Now I can work with it. So you had a repentant heart and a repentant heart allowed him to work in you. Absolutely. So if you do not have a repentant heart, then you cannot submit to the way of the spirit. Because it, um, um, in order to submit to God and to God's law, we have to be living a life according to the spirit. Amen. Because the flesh is, is in opposition of God. Amen. So it's really important, Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will make his, your path straight. And that's real key right there, because we cannot lean, lean on our own understanding. Within nothing in the kingdom of heaven. No, we're supposed to, in all that we do, we have to acknowledge it. Yep. And this is what authentic Christianity looks like. Once again, we've said this probably 40 times. Authentic Christianity is acknowledging that what makes us authentic is that we no longer live in the way that we used to live, in the way the flesh, the way that didn't work. But now we have put down our our old nature yep. and said, Lord, you live your life through me. That's what makes us authentic. Allow him to transform you. And when we're able to allow the spirit of God to live through us, then we can call ourselves authentic. Why? Why? Because now I know that my identity is in him. Yep. What you say, what you do, what you think does not change who I am because I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. And this is how you know when somebody is not solid in their revelation of who Christ is and who they are in Christ because you're bothered and you're offended and you're moved by people's opinions. But who you are cannot change when you're surrendered and submitted to Christ because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He will never change. Yep. You follow what I'm saying? Yeah, I follow what yeah, you're saying. So, yo, don't play. <laughs> in all your ways, acknowledge him. He will make your path straight. It's not the way that you want to walk. It's the way he has caused you to walk. Yep. Not just how he wants you to walk, but how he has caused you to walk. I, I like trust, I like how you're saying that. When you trust <laughs> not the way you, you surrender, want to. Yep. then you can follow in the lead that he has set. That's the difference. We say, I love the Lord. I'm submitted to the Lord. I give God all the glory, but then I do things my way. Wrong. And even when God says, no, go this way. But like, no, 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 I'm going to go this way. That's not living submitted. That's not trusting in the Lord. That's not acknowledging him in all your ways. Therefore, we're not living in a way that's authentic. That's why things come again and offend us mm -hmm. because we're not being transparent. Now we're living as counterfeits. Yep. That was the word. We're living yeah. as counterfeits. If I'm trying to do it the way I used to do it, but I'm saying that I'm submitted and surrendered to Christ, that I'm a believer in the way of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm a counterfeit because in order to be authentic, we have to be totally submitted and surrendered to him. Am I saying that we're perfect every day? Not by any means. What I am saying is when I recognize that I'm bugging, yep. I'm like, Lord, forgive me. Slap me upside my head. I'll take it like a big girl and just get me back on track. Yep. 
and he's faithful, he'll do it. And the longer that we spend entertaining our old way, the blinder we get. So we have to make sure that our walk is authentic. Yep. It's transparent. Can you read that title again? Because this is a perfect place to bring that in. You know what what you thought? Let's put it there. The shocking truth one? Yes. Shocking truth. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. Why self-reliance may be destroying your faith in Christ. You cannot be self-reliant. And maybe, maybe not even destroying, maybe even deceiving. Yes, absolutely. because it's, it's tricking you. Sometimes we ha- we think we're 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 having our faith in Christ, but we're really having our faith in something else, and it's just not Him. Mm. And you might want to check out our our um, podcast or our post on idolatry because that will take us in that way. And can you close us up, Michael? Wait, hold on. Do- uh-huh. I just wanna, I'm so sorry. Just, no, she's not sorry. Can she's you stop not- being po- I'm so apologetic? Sorry, I'm not, but- <laughs> Go. Um, you guys use the word transparent. Right. Right. Um, here's the thing. Sometimes there's people that are new believers or even old believers that they kind of don't really understand, and they're just going through the motions, and they're kind of just following along because they're too afraid to ask, "Hey, what do you mean by this? And what do you mean by that?" That word transparent. Don't be afraid to be transparent in asking somebody for advice or asking them for greater knowledge or understanding something even more so. Like you can just say, "Okay." Um, take up take up the cross and deny yourself. And they're like, okay, like, acting as if they understand what you're saying, but not asking the question, what do you mean? Excellent. So I'm, I'm just saying, like, um, TGIJ is here to, I know I'm not on the camera, but TGIJ is here to help, you know, those that have questions that we can, you know, figure out answers with you or for you or whatever it is. So I just want to say that. Yeah, that's a good that's a that's a good point you brought up. This is why discipleship is so important. Absolutely. Discipleship is like very, very important. We were just watching um that Isaiah Saldivar one and he was the one about his children. But he was saying that when he first came to the Lord, he he just called his grandpa and his grandpa was like, Okay, come to my house six o'clock in the morning. And then every day he started reading the word with his grandpa, had a bunch of questions. And his grandpa was there to answer him, help him, lead him, guide him. This is why discipleship, you have to get plugged in. You have to find, you have to allow the Lord to lead you to somebody who will disciple you in living for Christ. Because what did he tell the disciples? He says, baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teach them to obey everything that I have commanded. In other words, the Holy Spirit is going to teach us, and we have to go to no man. But he's saying, I'm still establishing people to help you and, and guide you to someone to allow you to grow in this life we call Christianity. And you have to be willing to be corrected because the word says that iron sharpens yep. iron. And I'm telling willing, you right willing now, to be corrected. Yep. if you've been in the Lord for a long time but haven't been discipled, or if you're new in the Lord, being discipled hurts sometimes. Oh, for sure. Because I know that I'm cemented in my ways and allowing the Holy Spirit to say, bruh, that is not my way. And it's, it's not easy. He said, I'm cemented. And he said, I'm going to take out your heart of stone and yeah. give you a heart of flesh. Exactly. You are cemented. Yes. That's why yeah. he got to come in with the jackhammer. <laughs> bust your heart up and give you a heart of flesh. Oh, man. Hey, Quasi. <laughs> Softing. Softing. Pat, yeah. Patting you on the back all soft. And- yeah, I was thinking about it. discipline. 
you if you want to be loved or you want to love, discipline is involved. Period. And and he said, "We're not. We're, you're not illegitimate. We're not illegitimate child children. So we're gonna get disciplined. That's right. If we're not getting disciplined, it says you are illegitimate. Right. It's like it's like you come onto the football field, and if you are a player, I'm gonna discipline you. I'm gonna teach you." If I have no desire for you to be on this field, I'm not even going to pay attention to you. I, I'm going to give you a better example. It might be a little bit touchy, but I'm going to say it. Uh-oh. If a kid is in, um, um, like, Dyfus, they have foster parents. Yeah. Is that what they're called, foster parents? Yes. You know, like DCP and mm-hmm. or a natural parent? She's throwing all these acronyms at me. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not in that field. Because at work. I've been adopted but, into the kingdom of heaven. I don't know about nothing else. Okay. So if you are like in foster care, mm-hmm. right? Those parents, they can't whoop your tail. Oh, okay. That's news to me. Yeah, they're not supposed to. Okay. Let, let's just look at it in the proper way. But if you're somebody's parent, they will light you up in a minute. Oh yeah. And then you will say, go ahead and go 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 call them and I'll light them up too. That's right. the old We lighting everybody but up. But I'm saying that that's illegitimate. Yeah. Illegit. You're not. Re- they're not really your children, so do not discipline them in that way. But because we are really his children, right. he's going to put the fire under us. Um, can you define light you up? Oh, light you up. <laughs> some people don't know. Define. Some people out here know what light you up Define is. light you up. You know, you're going to get it. You feel me? You're going to get pow pow, spanking. Yeah, you're going to get pow pow. Yeah, you're going to uh, get pow pow. A, a belt yeah. to the booty. Yes. Yanni said, yeah, they have no clout. Exactly. Exactly. A foster parent has no clout because it, it, that's an illegitimate... Illeg- illegitimate. Illegitimate. Illegitimacy, yeah. Yeah, in the situation, because that's not your real parent. Right. They're just kind of like stepping in. So our father, it's our real father. And you know what happens? Like I said, they don't light the fire up under you. Not, oh. not technically. Yes. So if you're allowing... God to be your parent, unless you're treating him like a foster parent. Ooh, and you don't and you're want not him to... allowing him to discipline you the way that you need Ooh. to be and able to do what you need to, and he has called you to do. Yeah, so we have to because we're loved. Most of us on here probably, we're all parents, and we know that sometimes we have to do what we have to do, even though it breaks our heart a lot of times. Why? Because we need to correct our kids. I, I This is the last thing, Mike. <laughs> I remember with Jerry, I told him, if you do A, B, or C, I'm whooping your tail. Yeah. And I hope. I remember that. I believed that he was not going to do that, but he did it. I had to go in the room, and I had to literally look in the mirror and psych myself up to do what I said I was going to do, because I cannot be a liar, because then he thinks it's a game. So I had to go in the room. Felix, I remember, he's like, don't even worry about it. It's just this time. And I'm like, no, I can't be a liar. I got to light him up. <laughs> so I had to psych myself up because it's important that because we love our children, I got to fix you because this is not okay. And I love you enough to suffer through this. Because let me tell you, it hurt me more than it hurt him. No, literally, it really did hurt me. <laughs> but you know what yeah, I mean? I do know and God mean. loves us. He loves us so much. I know that it sounds so cliche, but he died for us while we were sinners. Will he not make us right with him? Bro, it's like Ty said, hold up. I need to go up. Mike, did this um, oh. go offline? Wow. Really OMG, can't see you guys. 
But can you hear us? That's what's important. Can you hear us? Yes, I don't know, but can you hear us? Oh, that mama said to I don't know what to tell you, fam. Mm, 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 mm. They're not responding to can't hear. No. It's on the internet. <laughs> Camera's out, the camera's still showing. Nah, this camera ain't dead. This one? Nah, because it got us on the it got the camera up. Uh, okay, now. Try All right, it now. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thanks for waiting. Can you guys see us and can you guys hear us now? Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. Okay, awesome. So sending Miss Jerry's story. It wasn't meant it wasn't meant to be. <laughs> yeah, well, yo, cause what happened was that I had to psych myself up to to light them up. Yes, yes, I did. And the discipline hurt you more. It hurt than... me more than it. So that just shows us that God, He doesn't want to go around disciplining us because He loves us. And any loving parent just want their kid to do what they're told so that they can be the greatest that they can be. That's what He wants for us. As parents, we can't even imagine what it must be for Him. Noah, the ark. Gave us the rainbow to show us that he will never flood the earth again. Yeah. So the discipline hurt him. Yes. He had to show somehow that he would never do it again. Oh, that that just now that you, I never looked at it like that, but now that kind of like feels a little bit different. He had to do that, and he didn't want to do that. He's like, I'm not gonna do that again, but I had to set an example. No, not nothing wow. that was done unjust will. Everything that was unjust or done in unrighteousness is going to get judged. But he didn't want to destroy us, so he sent his son mm. that he may take the punishment for us, that Thank we may you. come to him. Now, anything that happens to us from here on out, anything, any discipline that comes is out of his love. My goodness. Like, he, cannot, he couldn't deny himself, and he had to remain within, he remained within the, the laws that he created, which is that sin has to be judged because he is a righteous judge. Yes. But in doing so, he said, I got an idea. I'm going to destroy myself. Oh, I got a plan. I have a plan. I, I'm going to destroy myself that you may live and live with me. Because no, no unjust deed, it all has to get judged. Everything, it all has to be judged. And so since it has to be judged, he, he made a plan to so bring us back to him. Live. So now he, he's, not, he's not like, you're a bad kid. That's not what he's saying. He's like, yo, we don't live like that no more. That's, wow. that's not what we do. That's amazing. So this has been fantastic and awesome. I've loved this conversation. I definitely want, though, to read a couple of, couple of things that um, Yanni and Ty was saying. Definitely, definitely. She said, they, and it's just real quick one-liners. It says, new heart equals new response. New heart equals new tongue. New heart equals new you. Like, the idea is that you have... Authentic Christianity says this, I have a new heart. I have received this new heart because I have received his spirit. And because I have received the spirit and I, because I've received this new heart, now there is a new everything else. I used to live that way, but he changed my heart. So now I live this way. It's not according to your effort. It's according to you being able to respond to the touch of God. That's, that's our life now. Our life is the response to him. Oh, like, that's all our life is. Thanks for those one-liners. Yeah, those are great because it, it really sums up everything for us. Like, he doesn't, he just wants us to respond to him. 
And the best way we could do that is just get out the way and allow him to do it. And that's what he teaches. And that's what Jesus revealed. Jesus said, not my, like, is there any other way? Oh, not my will, your will be done. Amen. And, and the last one liner is God is with us and God is for us. And that's what makes us authentic. God, God is for us. Yes. So we, we just have to realize that it's no longer us, but it's him and us. That's what makes the difference with Christ and without Christ. Without Christ, we do it ourselves. With Christ, we allow him to do it through us. Mm -hmm. By being in his word, by spending time in the secret place, by keeping his commands, by discipling others, by living, being a living testimony, you know, and I can yeah. go on and on. But that's what makes a difference. We cannot come to Christ, get a new heart and still try to do it our way because then we're not being authentic. We're being counterfeit. We're coming from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light, trying to live like darkness. That's a counterfeit. Yep. And we are new creations. We have a new heart. We're authentic Christians. I declare it. And we live lives that are transparent, that people can see Jesus through us. Amen. Even when we're struggling, even when we're suffering, even when we're challenged, we have to commit to allow Jesus to be revealed through us, even when we have to say, this is hard, but I'm trusting God through yep. this. Amen. I'm done. Um, so we just want to remind you that you guys can share this. You can share this. Give it to somebody else. Anybody who has um, helped, if this helped you somehow, share it with somebody else. Allow them to be helped. Um, check out Fit for Moms anytime you guys get a chance. She posts every day. She posts some really good posts, some stuff that will help you. In your walk with Christ, and I know it's short and they're very short. And so I know it helps me. So definitely check that outfit for moms. Um, you could check out TGIFJ throughout the week. We don't we're not just up here Sunday. We're up here Saturday. We post videos um, almost every day, something to help you out in your walk to challenge you. And just remember, like she said, God is for you. God is for you. He is not against you. So we want to thank you for tuning in to TGIFJ. Thank God I follow Jesus. I'm Mike. This is uh, C. Joanne Martinez, pastor of Soaring Diamonds. And we are here to encourage you, to challenge you, and to inspire you to deepen your walk with Christ and to anchor your faith in the rock, the hope of our salvation. We thank you for tuning in. And remember, we'll be here Saturday. We'll be here Sunday. Just pop in. Give us a couple thoughts. Give us a couple ideas. And let's chop it up. But until that next time, peace. Have a great week.